you're listening to the Park Rush podcast. This is a Thing Park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? I'm very good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, mainly because for the second week running, we have the pleasure of the company of Pastor John Self himself. Last week, we <laughs> spoke about Universal Halloween Horror Nights and John's experience there. Uh, it's still October, last time I checked. So we're going to stick with the Halloween theme this week and talk about John's time at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at Disney World. Now, this is particularly significant because John's trip began with a bit of a stunt to surprise his wife, which long-time listeners may remember was born from this here Park Rush podcast. So, John, I don't know if you can just remind everyone what you roped us into and how did it go exactly? Um, I believe, and I'm, I'm losing track of time, there was some discussion at one of the, I believe, Pirates and Princesses they were discussing. They wanted to know if somebody could cover the first week of Mickey's Not So Scary, which, by the way, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party starts in August. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, so in August, so I want you to visualize it being 90 degrees when the you know, sun goes down. I, I knew that my spouse really, really wanted to go to Mickey's Not So Scary, but I said that I couldn't go. Then she tried to get her friends to go with her, but they were going during HHN time, so they didn't want to conflict with that. Um, I scheduled a trip for us to go the middle of August. She did not even find out until the Tuesday morning before that. And how did she find out? Because I said to her, honey, I really need you to listen to this podcast because I don't think I'm doing a podcast. So if you could listen to this podcast for me and let me know how I did, that would be great. So on this morning, I'm sitting in the room typing. She is, we're staying at the B Resort, which is a Disney Springs area hotel. And she's gone down to the pool and I'm typing away. And all of a sudden I get a, a Facebook messenger message from her that says something that's probably not appropriate for a family friendly podcast. Um, <laughs> asking me, asking me, what the, are you talking about? And what are they talking about? I was like, I don't know, honey. What do you mean? And so, are we really going on? Yes, we are. And so she eventually comes upstairs, changes clothes and gets ready. And then we go to have breakfast at a late breakfast at Topolino's Terrace, which by the way is probably your best breakfast character option at all of Walt Disney World because Topolino's Terrace is one of the hardest reservations to get. Shameless plug. This is why you use mouse dining because mouse dining will help you get your reservations at at, um, at Walt Disney World. So we go there, we have breakfast, we hang out with Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy in their nice artist sculpting outfits. And then we go back to the room, reorganize, and then we head to Magic Kingdom. But we're staying off site, so we must suffer through <laughs> the worst aspect. Of Mickey's not so scary. Now we're at the Disney Springs. We're at a Disney Springs hotel, so there is bus service. But the bus service would have taken us to the worst thing that Walt ever, Walt Disney ever came up with: <laughs> the transportation and ticket center, where you must yeah. arrive in the mass of a whole bunch of people after giving them your twenty-six dollars for parking. Yeah, and then you must decide whether you want to take a ferry boat or the monorail, just so you can have the privilege. To get in line with a whole bunch of other people at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> the main reason I do not go to Magic Kingdom very often is the TTC. 
I mean, I mean, bless him. He he loved he loved the idea of convenient, you know, public transport. Right? I, I'm sure right. he would be horrified by the state it's in now yes. because it's just not you, designed to support quite so really, many people. Really imp- you used an important adjective there, convenient. We get there, and then, of course, I know what we're in for. Remember, it's August in Lake Buena Vista, Orlando. God, yeah. We're standing outside waiting because the people, because for Mickey's not so scary, you can get in a Magic Kingdom at 4 o'clock, which is a good deal because the event doesn't really start till 7. But you have to wait outside in this section to wait to get in. I think I put this in the article for Pirates and Princesses. I have seen some really disorganized queues and some team members, cast members with no idea what they're doing. This is the worst I have ever seen in my entire life of organization getting people into a theme park. Oh, wow. And yes, I've been to SeaWorld. Yes, I've been to Six Flags. I believe I comp. I said, this is below the level of Universal Orlando on a, on a busy day. And that's not a compliment of Universal Orlando. It was horrible. Now, when we got inside, everything worked out fine because... Though the time between four and six when the park closes for day guests is very busy at Magic Kingdom because you have all the people with tickets to the party and all the day guests, too. And so it was a little bit of chaos. But we got in. We got our our band that proves we get to stay and be obnoxious. They gave us a full bag of, I think, crunchy M&Ms because it is Mickey's not so scary. They like to give you candy and candy and candy. And by the way, some of the candy, candy we got, we still have at my house right now currently. Right, yeah. Just two things on that, Jason, two things that you just said there. One on the, the getting into the park being an absolute nightmare. I mean, it does sound relatively similar to the experience I had getting into Hollywood Studios when I was in Florida back in April and May. That was, I mean, I was about to say organized chaos, but that is frankly too much of a compliment. It was completely disorganized chaos. And, you know, I I'm reticent to blame cast members because it just seems like there's no particularly efficient system in place and they are slaves to, I would say, poor management uh, much higher up than than they are, but clearly not a good guest experience. My second point, though, is what is the point of giving out free candy when it's 90 degrees? Are these M&Ms not melting? I'm shocked that you've still got some that have not that have not melted. Just for the record, um, the M&Ms did not last long. They is that because of you? Is that, is that because of you or the or the or the humidity? Um, in fairness, I believe they did not last long because of my spouse. Maybe it was me. I know they got consumed early on. However, as the night goes on, things cool down, and so the candy melting is not quite as bad as you might imagine. But remember, these are M and M's. They melt in your mouth, not in your hands. That's what I grew up with as a child. Sorry, I I do not consider my target audience. That's what we learned. That the whole jingle of you know. M&M's melt in your mouth, not in your hands. No, well, we had uh, we had Smarties, which are different to your Smarties. Um, yeah, yours are not the same. <laughs> yeah, our, our Smarties are like your M&M's. I think mm-hmm. your Smarties Except are like not our love hearts. I'm concerned that I know this, but yes, that's correct. And then is is your Milky Bar like our Mars? Is that is that right? I forget. The Milky Way is like Mars. Milky Way, that's yeah. it. Oh, no, we could do a whole podcast on the same product being called something different in your country than it is here. Yeah, the whole reason Mars bars are called Mars bars over here and not Marathon. No, uh, Snickers are called Snickers, right. not Marathon bars. is because Snickers is the American brand, right? So, Nightmare. Um, so, is, that, is that all your questions there. about candy? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. For the sake of the runtime of this show, we should probably right. stop. I mean, if you, if you want, if you 
want to show up and get candy, you can get it. I did it one place because they had they were giving out the Twix candy bars that I wanted. I went through the same line like three times when there was hardly anybody in line. It's pretty uh-huh. good. And this is yeah. this is all free. It, or this is all a part of your your um it's yeah. compliments of your admission ticket. So do you have to show like a wristband or something to get the free Well the the except for the first treat when you come in the trick-or-treat stations don't start until the party starts. Oh, okay. Interesting. So they've they've shoot out all the riffraff at that point. You know, people who paid good money to get into the park, but the park closed at six. Yeah, I know. Moving on from candy, because uh, it's making me hungry. To be fair. <laughs> uh, once those kind of the, the opening candy salvos were out of the way, based on this article I'm reading by your fine self, uh, it, it seems like you you then made your way over to the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor was your your sort of first attraction of the afternoon. Yeah. Um, I know, on that same on that same lovely Pirates and Princesses site, I wrote several articles about how to tour and what you should do and what's the best use of your time. My suggestion from consulting from lots of other people because this is my first time going to Mickey's Not So Scary. Thank you to Pirates and Princesses for providing my ticket so I could go. Is find some of the low weight attractions and enjoy them now i believe it was 90 fahrenheit about 415. so not that that's unbearable in august in florida but it's 90 fahrenheit and we have we have you know eight more hours of theme parking to go so the decision was made to select an air-conditioned attraction so that's why we went to monsters left for and this is one of the attractions that they, they do up a little bit for Halloween. Am I right? They do once the Halloween party starts. None of that. None of those activities start until the party starts. Oh, I see. So this is your bog so standard is, monsters laugh floor. Correct. Which we had not done in forever because I have I mentioned my dislike for the TTC. Have I, has that come up? Uh, um, no, I don't think it has. I don't think it has. Yeah, it, I hadn't been to Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom was clearly the th- the Disney theme park that had been the longest since I had been there. To me, it was just kind of one of those things. You just heard so me talk about that. the uh, the Columbia Harbor House lobster roll and thought, I need to get I need to get back there. I need to try this <laughs> roll. Let me think about that for half a second. As someone who ate at the boathouse um, last week, no, I don't think I needed to go to Columbia Harbor House for that token lobster roll. <laughs> Yo, when I could, get probably, I could get probably the, the best lobster roll at Walt Disney World at, at the boathouse. Your loss. Uh-huh. Yeah, if I like mayonnaise and lettuce. Um, <laughs> where was I going with that? I, I just, oh yeah, sorry. And then I had a plan of, because I was trying to serve two masters at this point, I knew that we were going to get hungry and I didn't want my wife to be stuck with me the whole time while I was going from food review to food review because that would bore her to tears. So I made sure we sat down for table service dining and we went to, we went to Skipper canteens for to eat because I booked a reservation, yes, through Mouse Dining, shameless plug. And we enjoyed the air conditioner there to get us ready and just to be ready so she wouldn't have to eat the rest of the night if she didn't want to. It was a very UK thing. It was kind of like going to Shoney's before you go to the theme park in the morning. It's very, you know, you, you tell the kids, here's your food for the day. Don't bug me again for eight hours. That's kind of what I did. <laughs> um, we, we left. We left there, as I recall, and according to the propaganda from Walt Disney World that was sent out to bloggers and everyone else, the Jungle Cruise attraction was not going to be open during Mickey's Not So Scary. Au contraire, 
Jungle Cruise attraction was open during Mickey's Not So Scary, and as opposed to the wait that you will have if you go to Magic Kingdom currently of an hour or more, we waited about 12 minutes for Jungle Cruise, oh. which some people would argue is 11 minutes too long to wait for Jungle Cruise, but mm. we did experience that attraction. That was good. Does uh, um, does Jungle Cruise get done up for Halloween at all? Do the, the hippos come out of the water and go, boo, or anything like that? No, it does not, but... But they do for the Christmas party that's coming up. They have a Jingle Cruise version. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, they just wrap tinsel around the animals and stuff like that, do they? Uh, it's a little more extravagant than that, but yes. <laughs> Some Christmas-themed gags. Oh, of course, yes. Mentioning attractions, uh, I'm going to get this wrong. There are four attractions that get a technically a Halloween party overlay. Oh, I'm blanking on the four right now. One is Space, Space Mountain. S- Space Mountain, Space Mountain yeah. Is, it's in the dark. We I know we went to that in between six and seven, and we must have experienced it when they made the changeover. Space Mountain in the total darkness is you think it's rickety and needs to be torn down before. It's way worse in the dark. Um, please bear in mind as someone who goes to Universal a lot, on his last trip rode Velocicoaster three times in a row with no waiting, which by the way. I don't recommend you do that after you have a full buffet breakfast in the morning thinking you won't have won't have to wait. Face Mountain is rickety and needs to be it needs to be dealt with. But that's a whole different conversation. Those of you who love Space Mountain, I'm sorry. Um, Space Mountain gets an overlay. The mad the tea party gets a uh, new music and new lighting. Pirates of the Caribbean has some um pirates that hang out inside of it, kind of creating a more of an immersive can you hunt for the treasure for me? And there's one more attraction, and I'm blanking on it completely. Well, I guess technically Haunted Mansion could be it. They add a character in there that you can interact with while you're going through the queue. The uh, According to the Walt Disney World website, the, the rides that get a Halloween twist are the Mad Tea Party, the Monsters, Inc., Laugh Floor, and Space Mountain. Well, I can I – can, yeah, I was going to say – in previous podcasts, I have probably made fun of Universal Orlando's inability to update their online menus, which they oh. still can't do. <laughs> I should not take this as gospel, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, Walt Disney World cannot, when it comes to their special events, they cannot get the data correct. One of the changing subjects on you quickly, one of the big pluses to Mickey's Not So Scary is you, can, is you can you can meet lots of characters you can't see otherwise. And you can meet lots of characters that you can sometimes see with, with a little bit shorter wait. Um, this year, compared to last year's on the data, they had way more characters out. However, and these are all sorry. These these are all like you you queue up in a set location. They're not just milling yes. around, walking about like they did ten fifteen nope. years ago. No, that's a shame. No, that the the magic of the commercial does not happen. You queue up for these. Alas. Uh, however, the location the locations listed on Disney's website did not match the locations listed on the map when you entered the park. Oh, great. And so some of the other characters that were on Disney's website were not the same as on the map. We need to always remember for any special event that Disney's IT team is 17 different groups who don't talk to each other (laughs) and just insert stuff, which is why the My Disney app has so many bugs because, oh, sorry, now I'm being obnoxious. Sorry. Oh, I didn't know if we inserted that, it would screw up the code on your part of the of the app. No, I, I'm I'm all here for the, for taking shots at the Disney World <laughs> app. I mean, the fact that well the prime the primary use case for that app now relies on you spending money 
I think it's absolutely yes. fair to to take shots at it. That thing should work yes, flawlessly. Um, I, I I do not want to, even though I'm a little down at the moment. Um, I don't want to be the clergy person who is hypocritical that everyone else is getting things wrong and he never gets anything wrong. So I want I want to be fair. Let's just say that they're having trouble with writers and content. Okay. Having said that, where were we? The characters are everywhere. Characters. But if you have a certain character, certain character you want to meet, like the most popular ones are Jack, Skellington, and Sally. Um, Makes sense. If yeah. you if you want to meet them, you need to have either an excellent plan you commit to a lot of time. Or plan on waiting in line for three hours. If you want to meet Winnie the Pooh and the characters near the Crystal Palace, you know that wait can be an hour. Is is it the Winnie the Pooh from the uh, Winnie the Pooh slasher film that's coming out? Is that is that the version you get at Halloween? <laughs> Have I you hate seen to break this? this news to you. That is not a Disney property. And yes, the the site that has already been mentioned. We some of my colleagues have written a lot about that. I have fortunately avoided that. <laughs> but yes, I'm familiar with the, that horror slasher Winnie the Pooh movie. What about the Hocus Pocus witches? Can you meet them? Or are they only in the show? They're only in the show. Right. Uh, and this becomes this this becomes the first problem of the first of many problems with the Halloween event. You there is no physical way that you can do everything that is happening. It's impossible. So mm-hmm. you have to decide what's important to you. Are the characters most important? Is the are you me and the food is most important, which I wish it hadn't been. Are the shows and the fireworks and the parade most important? Just uh, just a question on this on this hmm? specific point. Do they do specific lightning lanes that you can pay for for the Halloween specific? Oh, this will experiences? be the, this will be the best part. Ooh. There are no lightning lanes during the Mickey's Not So Scary. Oh, it's retro. Of course, there is also no mobile ordering of food, even though they tell you that there will be. You really have to decide what's important because the, I'm going to get the names wrong, the Hocus Pocus Beltacular show happens three or four times a night. So that one's pretty easy to catch at the castle. The Boo to You Parade, which is probably is the best parade that Disney does. It happens twice a night and the fireworks happen once. So you kind of have to decide what you're going to encounter. As is evidenced by some of my blogs, I obviously was in a different place having ice cream when the fireworks happened. Um, during one of the parades, I was going through Haunted Mansion. So I had obviously made a decision not to do that. The, pro- the strategical problem, if you're going to go to a the Christmas party or the Halloween party or the after hours party, is the weather will screw you over. If it rains, the shows can't happen. If it rains, the parade is very limited. If it rains, the fireworks would be very limited. If you were prioritizing a, a show to go and see, which ones would you would you base your time around if, if you wanted to see one? If I was confident that it wasn't going to re- rain out, I would go mm-hmm. to the midnight showing for sure of the Hocus Pocus show. Because it happens Ooh. at midnight, easier access to the monorail and the ferry if the show happens, because the show's about 20, 25 minutes. Past the average Disney guest's bedtime, no? Midnight? Yeah, what usually happens is after the fireworks happen for Mickey's Not So Scary, um, people start to make their way out, assuming that the parade at 9.15 happened. If the parade at 9.15 did not happen, people stick around and cram the sidewalks for the 11.15 parade. Before I do my standard thing as a Universal Orlando Homer, 
I do want to say that this this party is an example of what Disney does well. Like, for instance, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It's my understanding, because I've not written it. It's my understanding. It's an example of what a Disney coaster should be. And so it shows up with it. Whereas you plop that coaster into Universal Orlando, they'd be like, oh, that's nice. Thanks. Thanks for your toy. But <laughs> it, it's a really good what Disney does well. Disney does parades really well. They do shows very well, do character interactions really well. They do all these things really well. And the Hocus Pocus event is a good example. Everything at Mickey's Not Scary is a good example of what Disney does well. Even if you're, well, I don't really want to spend that much money. On the night that I went, the ticket I bought for my spouse, because, you know, people who employ me to write stuff should not be paying for my spouse's ticket, <laughs> was $109. $109 is way less than a day ticket. Oh, my God. Is it really? That is yeah. <laughs> deeply <laughs> distressing. A day a day ticket to Magic Kingdom is like 135 140 Oh, that's 200, that's 200 pounds. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to make that joke. I've already kicked you when you're down. I didn't make that joke. Thanks, um, Chessington. Seem reasonable. Keep kicking. It's fine. But I, my I'd, point I'd, is, I'd, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, if you're trying to save some money on your trip, and you're going in August, September, and October, and you can get one of the nights that's not outrageously high priced, like Halloween, that's $200 to go. You could turn the day you go to Mickey's Not So Scary into your Magic Kingdom day. Mm. Because most people can't buy annual passes. Like, I can't buy one. So people are having to buy day tickets. And so if you're having to buy day tickets anyway, this would be a good way to save you some money, have a relaxing morning, and then enjoy Magic Kingdom like Magic Kingdom during the, hol- hol- the Halloween event. Attractions were not my priority during this event. But as, as I recall, I, we rode or I rode. Of course, we did Monsters. We did Jungle Cruise. We did Pirates, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Haunted Mansion. I think I did one more. And that was all done before before 930. Starting at 9.30, I, fo- I focused on trying to eat the food that I hadn't eaten yet. Yes. We, which, we in will retrospect, abs- might have been a mistake. We, we will absolutely have a good food discussion. I My question was going to be about the Hocus Pocus show. Is that is that new for this year? Is that specifically because of Hocus Pocus 2 that's just come out on Disney Plus? Or, or is this a staple of the Disney Halloween stuff? Okay, those of you listening, this is a good time. You wish you would have seen me, though I might. Everything sunk when he asked this question. <laughs> I expected. I expected because I have been informed by my spouse that that is what we were watching tonight. Oh, I've heard it's good, right? It's meant to be good. It's supposed to be, but you know, Hocus Pocus wasn't great, so hopefully this will be better. But so I expected a whole bunch of hoopla and a whole bunch of stuff. No, there was nothing. This the complaint about Mickey's Not So Scary that is valid is it's pretty much the same things every year. However. I want to go back to the point. It may be the same thing every year, but this is what Disney does well. For those of you who watch the same movie every year around the same time, this is no different. Halloween Town, baby. That is my go-to uh, Halloween and that'll film. And that'll be our podcast for today as Tom will be going <laughs> to therapy now. <laughs> Look, I'm not crazy. I draw the line at Halloween Town 2. I'm not going to be on that one. Halloween Town 2 is also pretty good. Okay, I think I'm there's gonna, a third and, I think there's a third and fourth one with different characters. I I, I don't need those. 
But one and two, guys, those are Disney Channel all-time greats right there. But in case we get sidetracked or we run out of time, uh, I do want to say that if you can find the Halloween party at $109, maybe $119 US, I think it's a reasonable value. Now, if you're going but, on Halloween night and it's a hundred, it's two hundred dollars. I can't help you. No, uh, I, I think as well. You know, the caveat would be right that it's good value so far as the price of Disney Day tickets. Yeah, like it's, I could have, I could have used my knowledge from working working for various sites that design touring plans, and we could have done all the things that you would normally try to do during the day. We could have easily accomplished all of those in the eight hours we were there. Yeah, for the price of a ticket less than probably a day ticket. Now, if you're purchasing a multi-day ticket, like you're purchasing a six-day ticket or a seven-day ticket, spending $109 on a party is probably not cost-effective. But if no. you're there two or three or maybe four days, and I don't have the prices in front of me, so I don't know, making one day because a lot of people do Walt Disney World, they do four days, they do one day at each park. You could make the party your Magic Kingdom day. I, th- I think that makes sense. I think that's a good tip, actually. I mean, I, I think if I was to do Florida again, I would probably not worry about getting a two-week Disney Pass as I did this year. I would probably get my two-week Universal Pass, and then if I was going to do Disney, I'd probably only feel the need really to do one day at this point, uh, just based on what's new and 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 what i got done this year i mean i basically saw everything there was to see and and the only thing that's going to be new that's that's of real significance uh, if i was to go anytime soon for example would be cosmic rewind so i'd probably only want to do like a day at epcot but yeah if i was there well don't forget tron is opening in march or april that is true that is true but but i but do not forget that you're your lovely UK 14-day ticket at Disney for the value for the cost of seven days. Yeah, I mean, I, I did find the two-week Disney Pass a bit overwhelming, to be fair, especially with all the pressures mm-hmm. that come with needing to book days and and all that stuff. Like, yes, it, it's uh, it, I I I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but you know, there, there's so much about the Disney experience now, which is 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 more stressful than really it needs to be. So. You know, the idea mm-hmm. of a kind of one and done day at Disney is actually relatively appealing. And yeah, I think you're right. If you happen to be there for for the Halloween period, then making that your Magic Kingdom day, I think, does make some sense. And, you know, there's opportunities there, I suppose, especially if you've got kids to have a bit more fun with it. Right. Because they let you go in fancy dress, yep. which generally they don't let you do. Obviously, they did let you yes. do it at Galaxy's Edge on May the 4th. But other than that, I didn't see anyone dressed up in, in outfits at Disney while I was there because it's just not allowed. And, right. and if you have kids under the age of 14, the costume rules are very loose. They can pretty mm. much. Um, whereas if you're 14 and older, they're very rigid about masks or anything that might look like a cast member and stuff like that. But for the kids, it's, hey, they want to dress up. In full Buzz Lightyear outfit with full Buzz Lightyear mask, which, is, which technically is against the rules. Right. Yeah. I saw I saw 15 kids dressed up like that, and they had a great time. Went to Buzz Space Ranger spin, thought it was great. 
what 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 do you think they would do if you if you brought your kid and they were dressed up as uh, one of the kids from the black phone or or Annabelle or something? Would they turn them away or would they well, just have to be like? Do they, the, do the they have a loose? mask? Do they have a do they come have a mask in. covering their face? Well, if they, they have a they, mask covering their face, they can tell you not to come in. Right, but if they if you don't, if you've just got exceptionally good Annabelle makeup on, they they got to let you in, right? I do not know the answer to that because this is Walt Disney World and just like Universal, they change the rules whenever it's convenient. Right, yes. Well, that sounds like a good TikTok experiment to me. I brought my five-year-old girl to Disney World and made her dress up like Annabelle. Here's how that went. <laughs> and then someone who does what I do, except they're good at it, they say, um, now we'd like to spend some time with the five-year-old girl doing detox and therapy. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's why I can never have kids. One of the many reasons. Uh, of course, the, the, the characters <laughs> dress easy. up. The, the characters dress up as well, so that that adds, I guess, to the kind of uniqueness of this. If if you if you make this your Magic Kingdom day, but uh, mm-hmm. look, I, I, we should talk about the food, John. We should talk about the food. Uh, you have a food blogger on, and you're uh, talking about the food. I'm shocked by this. Well, yes. I mean, if if one was to uh, go on your author page on Pirates and Princesses, for example, <laughs> uh, which of course is where where we food, found food, your food, kind food. of overall <laughs> your overall trip report from Not So Scary, there are a lot of food reviews. So you know, I can call out a few here for people if they want to go and find these. They've all got pictures attached, so you can get a good look at at what John's talking about, but you've got the sweet almond corn cake, the Halloween Binks pastry tail, the Halloween-themed Oh My God cupcake, the Halloween sweet corn soft serve ice cream, the Hades hot dog, the not-so-poison apple pie milkshake, the Halloween-themed M&M peanut butter churro, and more. There is a ton of stuff here. What were some of the standouts? And I ate all of those that night. You sure did. Uh, What were some of the standouts for you? The best item there is the sweet almond corn cake for two reasons. One, it tastes pretty good. Not that it's spectacular, but it tastes pretty good. I recall it being $5.49, which for a treat at Walt Disney World is a big deal. Um, $5.79, John, according to your article. Is that what it is? Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I I didn't turn in the right amount for my receipt for reimbursement. Oh, well. Um, There's 30 cents. It doesn't go to my wife's college fund. Oh, well. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's a sweet almond cake. I know it looks like a stereotypical U.S. corn on the cob with some candy corns on it. It does have some candy corns on it, and it does look like corn on the cob, but it does not taste like one. It tastes like, at least in, I don't know how it works in the U.K., but it tastes similar to some of the pound cakes that you would buy at Starbucks, except way bigger and tastes better. I mean, I love almond cake. Anything yeah, I mean, even I akin to pan, uh, give it to me. Right. It's not going to, I mean, it's not going to change your life or anything, but for less than $6 US, you got a snack to sit down and you could share it. I, I did. We shared this. That's probably why I got through the other eight food items, but we shared this. Um, <laughs> that was the, the Oh My Gourd cupcake is, is just what Disney does well. It's a kind of a standard go-to above-average cupcake. You get it at Starbucks or whatever they call it, Main Street Bakery at Magic Kingdom. Because, you know, you can't call it Starbucks at Magic Kingdom. You've got to call it something else. That was decent. You can get that all the time. And here's where it starts to fall apart. Um, the other thing that I technically did not have, and I can't think of what the name of it is, 
It's a buffalo chicken pastry that was over a Golden Oak outpost. I went to go get it three times, but the queue was too long every time. That's the other item that's been reviewed is really, really good. That is the that is the end of the list of things that are good. Yeah, I've just uh, I just pulled up your article on the four Magic Kingdom Halloween themed food and beverage items to avoid, and I'm looking at some of the pictures here. And some of these hot dogs in particular look absolutely horrendous. I've got to say, I mean, I just want to verify as someone who ate all except for half of one of those hot dogs. Yeah, they are horrendous. Yeah, (laughs) they're they're bad. This is a fantastic intro, by the way. I just want to hats off to you here, John. I would, you know, I'm a sub editor by trade and I would not touch this sentence. This is this is writing perfection right here. This is about the pain and panic hot dog. I hear I might need I hear I might need a job. So if you need someone to write, let me know. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll make the case that we need a theme park reporter at Sky News. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, the pain and panic hot dog, this stinker of Herculean proportions comes from Casey's Corner, uh, which is a sad thing to say about a hot dog from Casey's Corner, really, right? Because that is like a, I mean, that is a staple. I mean, father, you know, hey, do you, kids have gone the there stuff. and then kids have grown up and brought their sons and they've grown right. up and brought their sons, you know, and for Casey's Corner to serve up a hot dog that's anything less than at least perfectly fine is, uh, is a deeply depressing fact. But you terrible. obviously thought it was bad and you've taken a picture of the picture that they put on the menu and even that, <laughs> looks, even that looks bad. So if they can't take a picture of it, what hope do they have? Yep. That was the best photo I could find. Having said that, do you understand the reference to stinking Herculean? Absolutely. Of pain and panic? Yeah. They're the two guys. They're the, they're the Hades minions. Okay, good. From, okay. Well, yeah. I wasn't sure you got that. Okay, good. That's all I need to know. Yeah. When it comes to so understanding Hercules jokes, I go the distance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, good job. Don't give me too much credit. That was kind of a layup line, but thank you for the compliment. Uh, yeah, that that hot dog looks really terrible, and that's eleven ninety nine. It's uh, it, yeah, that's it, the most it, offensive part. It's not good. I think this one looks worse. How? It, no, actually, I don't think this looks worse. This definitely looks worse. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot stress how absolutely disgusting this looks. I mean, without wanting to be too uh, lewd about it. Yeah, if if I if I saw this in the toilet, I I, I wouldn't necessarily que- well I would I, well I would question it, but it would look like it belongs there. Okay, uh, this is the Hades hot dog, and the topping on this. Uh-huh. I mean, I I don't really want to know what that's supposed purple, to be. Do you- purple dyed mustard. Yeah, that looks. Um, don't want it. That looks absolutely horrendous. I gotta say that it okay, really now, does look. This is this gross. is the, this is the point where you ask me because. I why, do why, make fun of, and they're aware of this. There are several sites that have sometimes worked with me but don't like to because I make fun of them because they'll do food reviews and they'll take like two bites and throw it away. Mm. I'm I'm just saying I could name names, but you should be able to figure it out if you follow me on Twitter. I yeah, wh- maybe, maybe it is my bad, some of the negatives of my Judeo-Christian work ethic and thought process. But I feel that if you have been given food, even if it came to you for free or someone else paid for it, that you're responsible to eat that food because, you know, there are starving children wherever. I can tell you for my August trip and my September trip, the Hades hot dog was the only thing I could not physically finish. <laughs> wow. And I'll That's give you so a simple. hint. I had, I had three more items after the Hades hot dog. So it wasn't a question I didn't have stomach room. 
Now, this is a good line from your review. Uh, after my taste buds experienced the relish of mustard, they may have been damaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to edit that down. The words originally were far more negative. Um, I do recall what I wrote. Now, granted, I wrote that, it seems like, two months ago. But, yeah. Um, yeah, what about, what about this bit, John? This, you're sitting on the fence a bit here. I think you need to be a bit clearer about what you mean. <laughs> For the record, I could not even finish this hot dog due to low quality and horrible overall flavour. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you do you want something clear? Yeah, come on. Let's stop beating around. I was the bush. trying to, I was trying to use active words and not passive voice. You should be proud. I should. Yeah, my spell checker. And, that I use hates passive voice. Oh, yeah. and um, that phrase I used counted as a transition. <laughs> See, sorry. This is kind of inside writing editing. There's it lots is. of editing software that that scream at you when you don't do certain things. I'm like got to be kidding i'm quoting this from disney this is what they said i'm not changing it yeah um i mean let's move away from hot dogs for now i think for the sake of us all another thing on your don't eat they'll drink this list uh which you know this, this one this seems like something that you, you really can't afford to get wrong the cold witch's brew coffee <sighs> uh which is oh. a cold brew uh topped with pumpkin spiced Ooh. foam and and this seems like the type of thing that like you know I know Josh, for example, doesn't like Starbucks, but there are plenty of people out there who will, you know, the the basic bitches among us who do love their uh, pumpkin spice lattes and pumpkin spice everythings from Starbucks. So if you're doing a pumpkin-themed coffee thing, then, you know, you come at the king, you best not miss, I think is what the kids say. And, uh, John, they missed by a lot with this one, it seems. Um, I'm not the biggest coffee fan, so I did consult with some coffee experts. And sure. In in fairness to this drink, this, as you would do when you have to crank out a whole bunch of articles in a short amount of time, you do a lot of pre-writing of the information that you know and other people you've talked to. And you always change it because your opinion is different than what you heard from other people. I didn't have to change a word on this thing. I was told that it tasted like um, it did come out of the toilet. Um <laughs> that it, you would have gotten more flavor from a bad, lukewarm, black coffee served to you at a bad diner. Jeez. Um, I don't think I put that in the review. That would be being generous. That thing was terrible. Yeah, it doesn't look, look good. Again, you've taken a picture of the picture that Disney themselves use, and it looks yep. bad. It looks bad. <laughs> yep. That foam looks incredibly distressing to me so yeah I, I'm, not, I'm not going for that i mean i like a cold brew that tends to be my kind of go-to you know other than just water if i'm having a drink at a theme park it's, it's normally a cold brew and yeah this one looks this one looks rough so i'm, I'm not yeah, about this not I'm not about this. And it comes from the same place you get you get the binks pastry tail which is a wonderful <laughs> call to hocus pocus so you would think okay it's a pastry and coffee that shouldn't be bad yeah think again think again um there is another drink in this list this this rounds out the list here so you've got two hot dogs two drinks on this four things to not eat or drink list and this is the uh Winifred's elixir of youth uh, which again is another brought to us again by casey's corner they are not having oh, a good God. they are not having a good halloween over there someone needs to get hold of that place i think casey's corner has gone down in general estimations you know the hot dogs are well, nowhere near the opinions that they used to get 
So I'll tell you what this looks like to me, right? Some, this looks like <laughs> someone's taken a glass of Coke and then gone up to where you used to be able to squirt ketchup out onto your hot dog and they've squirted the ketchup out onto the top of their drink, but the ketchup's clearly gone off because it's green. Mm. That's what this looks like to me. Uh, it claims to be a black tea slushy with kiwi foam and a Winifred chocolate piece, uh, but I would not put any of it in my personal belly. And I wouldn't you, want anyone else to put it in theirs. If you told me this was some, a mint Guinness, I think I might be uh, on board. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. someone who in their standard Starbucks order, I believe I even got it when I mobile ordered at the airport my last trip, because you can mobile order Starbucks in the U.S. at the airport. It's wonderful to walk past 100 people to pick up your Starbucks. Yeah, you, can mobile, you can mobile order Starbucks over here, can't you? We, we have that but now. Can, Do we have that? can you at your airport? Oh, I don't know. I'm at an airport in a few days. I'll let you know. You can okay, uh, Weber spoons. You can order one of that these days at the airport. Yeah, because that's a, there that's we a, go. So if I can't get a Starbucks, fairly, I'll get a pint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fairly that's fairly recent here in the U.S., but it's great to push your mobile app and just have your standard order. So this does sound like something I would order at Starbucks. So when I tell you it was awful, mm. and I, I'm not sure what, what they were smoking when they came up with this idea. <laughs> it was so bad. The elixir of youth, Sorry. clearly. Clearly. And they're um, hanging out with the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland, I think. Yeah. I, I do want to say one thing about Walt Disney World's food. Two or three mm. years ago, but well, before COVID, they were doing these incredibly beautiful Instagram-worthy food items, but they tasted terrible. Then, kind of during COVID, they lowered the quality of the appearance a little bit, and they raised the quality of the taste a lot. In this case, they seem to have dropped both... And it, in that article, do I talk about the M&M churro? It's not in your four bad things, no. Okay. It's, uh, you're doing okay. a separate piece it's an on that. M&M, it's an M&M churro. It's a churro at a theme park that you add some caramel and chocolate sauce on top of, and you, you throw some M&Ms on top of it. Okay. How can you screw that up? This, this, this was the first, the first treat that we had. This is the one that I was sure my wife would like. We'd been to Skipper Canteen for food, and I, you can find that review on mousedining.com, shameless plug. Um, we went to have this, and it was terrible. The churro was below even stale churro standards. Oh, God. The M&Ms were not good, and the sauce tasted terrible, not to mention the melty factor in the mess. It's like something I would serve for one of my church events for like the kids just to have a special event to annoy the parents because their hands are all sticky afterwards. <laughs> um, but it would taste better than that. If I were giving advice to anyone who's going to Halloween Horror Night, Halloween Horror Night, going to Mickey's Sense of Scary this year, don't waste your time with the specialty food. Yeah, this is bumming me out. I mean, do they have anything that is 50th anniversary and Halloween? Like, crosses the two no because that would be too that would be too complicated tom oh because we had to change a bunch of the 50th anniversary stuff because much of it wasn't very good alas and and the 50th i said alas i've said alas a lot on this episode i think which i yeah, think says I'm sorry we just named I this think, title this episode alas I, I think you brought me on when i'm a little more negative than normal for some reason but <laughs> this is an easy target this is this is me shooting at cosmic rays this is me shooting at Pizza Rizzo. This is me making fun of Cafe Four Universe Orlando. Um, the food's just not good. That sucks to hear, especially when you're paying now, so much money. 
That's correct. Now, my meal at Skipper Canteen, I thought was really good with the Dan Dan noodles, but that's a different conversation. Um, is it possible Alas. to not end on a bummer? Can you say something nice about <laughs> about Mickey's not so scary to end yeah, on? Yeah, I can. I can easily say something nice. Well, I'm doing it in typical clergy backhanded way. Assuming it does not rain and you can't control that in Florida, I'm sorry. Once you get to about eight o'clock or nine o'clock, the temperature drops to something reasonable. And you get to sit out and enjoy the parade. You can watch some shows. There is enough entertainment for anybody in your family, no matter what age they are, to enjoy the Halloween event. I mean, once again, this is what Disney does well. I, I know we keep incorrectly using Walt's name in vain, saying, well, you know, Walt would roll over in his grave if he knew we were going to Walt Disney World. No, he wouldn't, because Walt was a businessman, and Walt wanted business to happen. But he also wanted people to get a quality experience for the money they were having, they were spending. Mickey's Not So Scary is a quality experience for the money you're spending. Now, you may misuse it. You may feel overwhelmed. You may try to do everything. That's on you. I suggest you consult with a blogger who's written at Turing Suggestions how to do this. But if you go in with just a basic plan, decide this is what we're doing for the night, this can be a great evening. Even if you're not into the shows and not in the parades and you're confused why everybody's running into the area to buy special merchandise that you know will be there for months, you'll still have a good time. I mean, all in all, I feel very I feel it was really good value the hundred and nine dollars plus US tax that we spent on my wife's ticket. I, I don't regret that at all. Well, what a what a pivot. What's a pivot? But please remember. She, I had already fed her at Skipper Canteen. It sounds like a good time, but as you as you've said, you know, don't don't make the Halloween food uh, a key part of your experience. You know, don't go there expecting that to to be a highlight or or something you should frame right. your time around. It seems like you know, absorb no. the atmosphere, do some meet and greet, see the shows right. and the fireworks if you can, but don't spend hours in a queue for some bad iced cold brews or. Yep. Yeah, and, and maybe next year the food will be better because mm. unlike unlike the shows and parades that are basically the same at Mickey's Not So Scary, the food changes each year. I mean, this year there was hardly anything that resembled previous years. Oh, that's good. Well, at least they come up with no. new terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for example, Universal did this too, where everything's got to be spicy and have you know jalapenos on it or, or volcano sauce or whatever you want to call it in 2019 it makes you sound so scary at, at pecos bill they had the volcano nachos which are not anything special they're the same nachos they serve all the time except they put a different flavor sauce on them people raved about how good those were i recall them being under ten dollars us now this was three years ago so i'm sure they would be you know 30 pounds now but but the point is, you know, they do change these things, but this year is just a really bad year for the food. It makes you sound so scary. But if you're planning on going to the Christmas party, which does cost a lot more, sorry, they give you sugar cookies and popcorn and soda. That's part of the event. I know that my wife, I know my wife is planning to go in November and she's already scoped out how many cookies she's going to come home with. I did what husbands do and just smiled and nodded. <laughs> just smile and wave, boys. Just smile wave, and boys. wave. Smile and wave. Now we're, we're mixing, we're mixing themes here. Be careful. Yeah, we are. My bad. 
All right. Well, there we go. Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, uh, but Mickey's very scary indeed. Hot dogs and cold brews by the sounds of it. Yes. Uh, if you avoid those, yes. there's fun to be had. Yes. Uh, thank you very much, John, as ever, for coming on and uh, talking us through things that we are unable to experience for ourselves. Uh, if you ever start a podcast or want to know about Alton Towers, hit us up. I, I'm sure that I will. Or if I want to hear about the <laughs> London Resort. <laughs> yeah, we can't help you there. <laughs> no, we're, we're good. No, we're good, but we can't work miracles. Yeah, no one can help me with the London Resort. If Liz Truss is yeah. for a quick win, just say all those tax cuts are going towards the London Resort. I'll be right on board. I'll be a Tory diehard forever. <laughs> I'm a fickle man. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for our uh, our guide. Thanks to John through Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. If you enjoyed the show, why not subscribe? We are available everywhere. You can get your podcasts and also parkrush.com if you want to find us in other places like youtube and instagram and tiktok and patreon etc then links.parkrush.com is the place to go and if you want to get in touch any questions perhaps about john's experiences then podcast.parkrush.com is the email address Uh, stay safe out there everybody take it easy and we'll be back next week with more here on the park rush podcast goodbye see ya Bye.